Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. The person that just sneezed is the wonderful co-host to the stars. And by stars, I mean me. It's Allison Lane, everybody. Allison, please talk. No, no, you're still good. Just talk. What is this? That's a different cord. Okay. That was plugged in, and now it's not. And it works perfectly. Allison uh, is returning. She was on hours one, two, and three. I was. We're starting hour eight, and we have two brand new people with us. We have D. I'm at D. How are you? Doing good. You literally just waved. It's an audio format, and I appreciate that. (laughs) And we have Matt Cohen. Matt, how are you? I'm doing good. Look at this professional. Did not wave. (laughs) Did not wave. I know my formats. I appreciate everyone in this room. I think that everyone dressed appropriately. I'm going to go around the room and talk about how people are dressed. Matt is wearing a chambray shirt and some... Is, are those like a, a light olive jean? Yeah, they're like they're like light olive jean. Light olive jean. What kind of shoe do we have on today? I got got boots. He's got some brown some, boots. Some brown Our boots. second brown boot of the day. Allison, you've already recapped how you've looked, but if you're listening to this podcast format and not a live radio show, because I don't know why you would for hour eight. <laughs> uh, also, it's sort of a denim chambray shirt dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Wonderful head wrap. Thank you so much. What did you say it was inspired by? Um... Uh, I don't know. Fantastic tights <laughs> and some boots. You missed Pussy Noir in here. Pussy I know, and that's why I was listening, and I actually got in a lift and rushed here. Thank you. Did you see Pussy or no? I did not see any Pussy. I apologize. And no speaking pussy. of Pussy, the most appealing shirt of the day. Thank you. D. Ahmed's flowerful shirt. Now, is this a full, is this a short sleeve or is this full length? It's a short sleeve. It was short a little colder sleeve. than I was expecting outside. Mm. It looked it just, you look nice though. It pops on you, buddy. Thank yeah. you. You look fantastic. Well, fun fact: my shirt actually matches the uh, walls the women's, in the bathroom. In the men's bathroom, <laughs> you could camouflage right in anywhere. <laughs> that seems terrifying. It would be would be really weird. So but, you know, this this will be a fun little segment we got going on because uh, everyone in this room has very different positions, but everyone in theory works in the same area. Matt, you're the arts editor of the Washington City Paper. That's correct. And because it's such a high-paying day job, you have a weekend job. <laughs> yep. Which is what? A record store That's clerk. right. That's right. Ooh. Allison, uh, in addition to hosting this show and GTFO Radio, you also work in the industry. I do. Uh, you work at a place in Mount Pleasant. What's it called? It's called Pear Plum Cafe. There we go. So you're also sort of in the area. You're dealing with the people. D, you've got a boring day job. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about your night job, which is stand-up comic. Is that correct? Yes. Which means you're out performing around the people near the Lion Hotel, near Pum Pum Cafe, near the, <laughs> near, the, near the record store. We're all we're all in roughly the same two-mile radius near the beautiful wow. Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan in Washington, D.C. We're doing very, very different things. Yeah. I'm on hour yeah. eight. I got nothing here, people. I need you to cooperate <laughs> here with me. Really well. You want Thank you so much, Jack. For you? No, I don't I'm need to create conflict. Really well. <laughs> See, that's oh a God. that's a that's <laughs> a horrible <laughs> use of the God mic. You've uh, th- the first time you used oh, that God mic, it was that's perfect. Not the God mic. That's just a boring mic. It sounds it's like the a devil mic, right? Speaking there. of the <laughs> devil mic, I worked at a haunted house for uh for this uh Halloween oh. two thousand. Yeah, Halloween two thousand, and uh, I listened to one tape. Tape cassette the entire time. It oh, was is that why you hate that kind of pitch down voice? Exactly, because it just wow. reminds me of high school theater. This is a great weapon yeah, I like have PTSD in my arsenal now. <laughs> no, it, just, it doesn't. It doesn't inspire fear. It inspires mediocrity. Like, do you want to be <laughs> known for true. that? Oh, it's not no. good. No, but I can do it. You know. No, 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 no stop, 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 stop. The high pitch voice. No, stop, stop, stop. 
Okay, like any of Jack, those. I need you right now to pull up YouTube. Do Max Hedrum Incident. Put that on in YouTube. The Max Hedrum Incident is the most important pirated radio... Sorry, most important pirated television event of all time. In the uh, winter of 1986 in Chicago, Illinois, a man broke into both WGN and the WTT, uh, that's the PBS affiliate, uh, and they hijacked it with Max Hedrum-inspired uh, uh, background and mask. This is it. This is during the Doctor Who broadcast. Listen. I'll get you a hot drink, man. All right, Jack, fade this out. Okay, so the reason I played that is because that's what that high-pitched one just yeah, reminded right. me of. Number one. Number two, that has been the main inspiration for everything I've done in the last 15 years. <laughs> that that <laughs> qualifier, qualifier that isn't Mr. Rogers related, Bozo the Clown related, Johnny Cash related, or Late Night Style Talk Show related. That is my number five most influential thing to me ever. Wow. I thought Kanye really? would be like one through five. I right started doing this before Kanye started doing his. Well, not before Kanye started, but I We're was already doing time. this stuff. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, Kanye came up together. Kanye and I are peers. <laughs> you write about the arts. You understand our trajectories completely. Sure. Yeah. Is there a weird thing like that in your life that made you want to either be in bands or write about bands or work in record stores in a dying format? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I don't know how I got to where I am. Do you not uh, really not know? No, I mean, like, I, I like writing, and then you just, you just do a thing that you like, and eventually it morphs into something. You know why I like you? Because you like what you do. Yeah, thank you. Allison, you know why I like you? Because you don't give a fuck. No. <laughs> do you like what you do right now, Allison? I like... Um, actually, all the things I do right now. See, that's it. That's good. Yeah. Thing. T, you're not liking what you do right now. Not necessarily. Yeah, because yeah. you we had a we had a text conversation not too long ago. You want to get out of DC. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about uh, the possibility of moving over to Chicago and like pursuing comedy over there. Mm -hmm. I felt like I've exacerbated all of my opportunities here okay. to an extent. Oh and my gosh. I was like, okay, I've been going up to New York and then coming back, and now I'm thinking like, okay, what do I want to do? Do I want to write more? Do I want to perform more? And I felt like a change of setting wouldn't be a bad idea. I, feel, I don't think that's a bad idea either. I feel like that's the thing with the comedy scene. There's so many funny people here, and every they all have to leave to kind of break through. Why? Yeah. why? Because there's no industry. You know exactly why. But there's it's not complicated in any way whatsoever. How how do you make how do you how do you break that industry? Okay, so what do you want to do? That's really what it boils down to. Do you want to write? Do you want to perform on television as a stand-up? Do you want to be part of a sketch group? Like, what, are you trying to be an actor? Me? What's the oh, yeah. goal? You need to determine what that goal is yeah. first. And if you're in Washington D.C., it's very difficult to do anything except be a stand-up. And even that ceiling is very, very low. Yeah. So mm. you kind of have to leave. It's the only art form like this. You could be a very successful band based out of Washington D.C. Yeah, it, that's mm -hmm. that's that's the point I'm trying to make. It's like every other art form, mm -hmm. you could kind of do it in D.C. except comedy. And it, it's it's bizarre to me. Mm. Uh, uh, two hours ago, maybe an hour ago, we had Sean Joyce on the show. Sean Joyce is probably the most important com comedy producer that's not like a club. I think that's fair to say. Now, Dee's making a face because he hates Sean Joyce. I'm just, I did not I'm just starting oh my God. I'm just starting drama, and both Sean and Dee know it because I'm right. They, know. they hate each other. They hate each other so much. So uh, the reason I bring this up is because uh, Sean had Michelle Wolf at yeah. the Big Hunt last year. Michelle Wolf is currently tonight at the DC Improv. That show is super sold out. How do I know it's super sold out? Because in addition to saying sold out, on the website, there's a ticket disclaimer about buying bootleg tickets. Mm -hmm. Oh, The DC yeah. Improv never puts that up. That's crazy. That's how popular yeah. this show is. Now, 
Why is that show so popular? Is it because Michelle Wolf has gotten exponentially better in the past year? Absolutely not. Michelle Williams, was, Michelle Wolf was great last year. The difference is now she has an HBO special that everyone loves. Mm. So how do you get that HBO special? You're not going to get it in Washington D.C. Yeah, that's the issue. What? Why is Chicago? such a comedy mecca it's just i don't even know if i would consider it a comedy mecca it's just bigger than dc and it's mostly because of the fact that it's an older comedy town dc Mm -hmm. comedy although it's not uh, in its infancy it's just not something that i thought that i would want to just keep at from here on out so i wanted to kind of i got my feet wet in a couple of other cities and going on tour last summer was great. And then once I did that, I realized I kind of, it wouldn't hurt to like yeah. go check out another city for a couple of months or yeah. a year. It sounds like you're still finding yourself though. Like, I don't think you really have found your identity of what you want to do. Which is fine. Yeah. Oh, it's changing. I mean, I wrote all this material that uh, culminated into that show that I had at the Warner Theater with uh, the 99.5 and all those crazy kids and i was doing all that the 20 20 minute feature set and then as soon as it was done i was like okay what's next i didn't want to go to the after party i didn't want to go out drinking with friends celebrating i just wanted to go sit down and with a piece of paper and write down my next like couple Damn. of goals that i wanted to do that's some yeah. future kanye shit right there no that's wrong that's a that's that's a problem <laughs> kanye's uh, lightning in a bottle there's one kanye you should have went to that party and networked I no. knew enough people that were going to be at that party. I didn't feel like it. No, you should have went. I understand. <laughs> I'm not saying. No, I mean. You ruined your entire life. Way no, he didn't ruin his <laughs> life. Welcome to your the life. gutter, friend. Yeah, he yeah. Start, start from scratch. He didn't ruin his life. But at the same time, it's like, Matt, you're in bands. I've been in bands. You're not going to like go home and write your best song after a gig. Yeah. You need that separation of church and state. Like It's not going to happen. That night. That's why the Kanye thing, it's like, that's not normal. That and, and to say you're Kanye is actually a bad idea because Kanye's life seems miserable. He's the most important artist, but he's fucking miserable. You know what I mean? It's true. Do you want to be happy or successful? Oh, my oh God. that's a tough one. Is I it? No. I think I would rather be happy. Okay, I being hope. successful seems. Psh, fucking that's what dope. poor people say. I'm trying. To <laughs> <laughs> do you, Matt? True. Do you worry about money? Uh, oh yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, do you worry about paying rent? Like yeah. the, the month to month. Uh, I mean, I I. I'm in a good situation where I've like I I can live on my means. Okay, yeah, I'm not like struggling, but but you're at a paper that a few months ago might not have existed. Yep, and you guys were playing loose and wild with that. It was terrifying. You've recently Mark Ian. Mark Ein. Mark Ein. I apologize to Mark. I know he's a big listener. Thanks for listening. (laughs) I appreciate all my billionaire listeners. So. do you feel more secure in your position now that you have this dude? Yeah, I mean, it, it, definitely. It, you know, the industry, like, it's secure is such a loose term because, like, anyone at a newspaper, especially Alt Weekly in 2018, can't feel super secure. But, uh, yeah, we got a, a rich liberal dude from D.C. who bought a paper that was hemorrhaging money to be like, I want to save journalism. So... So I think the theme of the show with stand-up comedy in the Washington City paper is hemorrhaging money. <laughs> so now here's the thing about this. How are you hemorrhaging money? I, it, it costs a lot to run a newspaper and no one buys ads. Okay. So that it's like... And we're a free newspaper. Yeah. You know, it's not subscription. Mm. So it's like really not that different than like Craigslist. Yeah. Like it's still, well, Craigslist, we're still going Craig, through the Craigslist issue. Craigslist, yeah, destroyed City Paper and yeah. a lot of the all-weeklies. Because that was before Craigslist. Everyone just put their weird-ass... Yeah. Advertisements. Can I see that on the radio? You're the Jack. How many people you think have asked? Can I swear? Maybe like 
six. And have any of them said that and then swore? No, or they swore no, and then they asked? Don't ask for that's permission. Right. They're okay. asking for forgiveness. <laughs> Which is fine. And that's how you should live. Yeah. I mean, I figured if, yeah. if, if it was an mm-hmm. issue, there would be a delay and I'd get beeped or something. Right. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, no, it, it, yeah, like Craigslist destroyed all weeklies because before Craigslist, all the, the weird ads that people wanted, they would just put it in the all yeah, weeklies. Yeah. And then, Are you happy with the City Paper website? Uh, it could be better. Okay. Do you ever worry that that's like a reason why it's a little bit more <coughs> difficult to get certain advertisers? And trust you me, know, it's, this it's, is not pop kettle black here. Yeah. Like I, no, no, no. I know where I work. I know what I do. I mean, it, it's weird. Like I'm not a business. Like I'm a journalist. I don't. I don't know how things work for that. Okay. This goes boils down to both of you. Neither of you are technically businessmen, but if with with ignoring the business, you're risking not paying rent. Mm. But it's also not our. It's not my job to worry about the business. Yes, Seems but you like might not have a job if you don't worry about the business. I mean, I'm worried about it, but there's like not there. There are people whose jobs it is to to worry about the business. But like, do you I trust can't. those people or know them? No. Yeah, I know them. <laughs> I do. I trust them. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like we we spent like when we were for sale, we fretted the entire time about the business. We like came up with business plans to try to save the paper. And like the the thing that we learned is that none of us are business people. That's we have the, no kind of idea. the hard thing about like creatives I think mm-hmm. sometimes is that they don't focus on the business. Like yeah. it's it's all about like putting out work and not getting paid for it. Here's and a like fair, really here's a question, Allison. Yeah. Are there any people that are creatives that care about the business that you like? Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Thank you. Yeah. Did she did she care about the business from the start though, or was um, that her parents? No. Jack, she was parents. raised in it. She was, was raised in it. Raised that she way. She was raised in it. Okay. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? It depends if she wanted to do it. I mean, I mean if you're raised like in it, do you even have a choice? Not at first, but at one point, you definitely decide to either keep going down the same path or diverging. Okay. I think well, that that also means a couple of things. I think that perhaps if we look at a lot of other successful people, I think that. Uh, the your values growing up definitely parlay into your career and who you become as a person. I, I mean, perhaps if she had decided to be, I don't know, a really good trash person, <laughs> like I think Beyonce would make. Let's the- rank. Let's rank really good, really <laughs> like, good man, trash I people. Really Number love one, trash. Steve Harvey. This brings up. A- <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> Yikes. That, this brings up a good point that I've been preaching for months. They or for years, we should switch terms between trash people and pickup artists. Uh, why? Why the hell should like tr- trash people get that name and pickup artists who are the real trash? You know, you're absolutely like right. Such a cool name. Nope, you're absolutely right. So that's true. Yeah, I think that's a wonderful thing. I, I don't know how to make that happen. Garbage professional. Garbage. Yeah. Yeah, I have nothing against people. Garbage connoisseur. Why would ever anyone have anything against anybody that picks up garbage? It's exactly. A, that's it's a, a really very job. important job. And we should give them a good, respectable You're right. title. You're right. You're I have right. a friend that managed, or she majored in trash or some shit in college. Oh, really? Doing, yeah. <laughs> Like that's a major that's in college a major now. Trash. Yeah. I mean, how is it not? I mean, that's probably one of the yeah, most like, stable oh, she, jobs she, you could have. She, yeah. She, she's doing very well here in Washington D.C. and all she does is like know about how to pick up trash. That's important. That shit is really fucking that's important. Like top ten important jobs. Yeah. Because D.C. is disgusting right now. Well, I don't know if you guys have listened to the all eight hours, but. <laughs> have I missed rats at all Non-stop. this time? We've already, we've already discussed uh, all the peepees that Allison have seen <laughs> and also the rats that Allison used to see public, in the alleys. Public peepees. Public, public peepees. peepees. Public peepees. Okay. Alley peepees specifically. I think it was. <laughs> Did that not ever alley, no Not alley. Outdoor. Oh, outdoor, I apologize. Outside yes. alleys. Yes. Outside <laughs> 
walkways in between other places. Did that ever intersect? Like, oh, it's a it's a peepee. Oh, it's a rat. Oh, what's gonna happen? Actually, here? yeah, it was kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Shit and pee and rats and pee pee shit. Yeah. Ah, that's a rat. Ah, that's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Think someone just wrote a bit. (laughs) D, are you going to try to go up after this? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. When's the last time you went up and were happy? Uh, Warner. No, Kennedy Center. With you for holiday-ish. That was really fun. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. That's like two months ago. Three months ago. Yeah, I kind of took a break from stand-up. I I got, like, lucky and got, like, a writing gig. And it was basically, like, a development deal with WME Uh in New York. And I was splitting time between the two. And writing rooms are awful when they're populated by nothing but comedians that only care about their jokes. Okay. So that combined with the constant, like, hopping on a train, hopping on a megabus... Mm -hmm. It was just kind of depressing. I'm just glad that like my script worked out. So, so why don't you move to New York? I don't know. Okay. Didn't even think about it. Like, it Sounds was an, like option. an option. Well, I have a question for all of you since I think you all hang out with comedians way more than I do. I mm-hmm. do. Not. It sounds hella miserable. <laughs> no, it's not. There's you like say moments. that as a comedian. So the other people who aren't comedians, it sounds like a really like. Like you're kind of trying to make the best of a lot of really sad shit. Mm, I think it's the same as bands. Yeah, they're also sad. That's yeah. the thing. You, you pick and choose. Because I could think of like five awesome people I know in the music industry. I could think of five people I know that are great in the comedy world. And they're kind of similar. And then surrounding them, there's equal amount of negative forces. Yeah. True. And I think like attracts like. And when I was sad and a lot younger and drinking too much, I was attracted to those sad, angry people that are drinking too much. That's, that's not a good orbit. I'm holding a flask of tequila right now. <laughs> but that's, a fla- that's the smallest flask. Isn't it I've cute? Ever seen. That's oh so. That's God. like wow. Also, I think it's like coconut flavored or something. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in here. Yeah. See, that's the thing. You're not a sad drunk. You're not like oh, no one loves me. Gulp, I actually gulp, gulp. just like spirits. I think they're fantastic. See, that's a totally they're different. Really, that's not the I people think- I knew. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think I hate you? No, good. No, I think you're like you. But he didn't does. really trust me at first. <laughs> no, I completely. Got, I inherently trust you. No, it was just when I first met you. The first like two things you said to me was, "I don't like that shirt." And then <laughs> you walked away. Oh, <laughs> I think I, I feel like I've stepped my game up because I walked in hold here on, and you're like, "Hold on, I like this." Hold shirt. on, what were you wearing? I think I know exactly what you were wearing. It was a mustard and black checkered shirt in jeans in a but pair I think of the reason why I didn't like it is because I could see the white undershirt underneath. Yep. That that's was it. definitely it. That's right. You're an adult man. Why would I see your undershirt? That's <laughs> that's not... Why do you remember what he was wearing when you met Cause him? Because the only time I usually say anything like that to somebody is if I could see your undershirt and you're trying... <laughs> And you're trying to go on stage and emit a sense of confidence. <laughs> I already don't believe you if I could see your undershirt. Oh, man, well, I had sense. no idea you had such strong opinions about undershirts. I do. It's very messed up. And I don't find pride or joy in this, but it's, I feel how I feel. <laughs> What's the source of that? Great question. I think it's because I went to Catholic school for the duration of my education. And uh, we were our high school mandatory shirt and tie. So I feel like if I had to wear a shirt and tie to school every day and figured out the undershirt thing, I shouldn't see your undershirt after the age of 18. Wow. Wow. I don't know if that's the actual reason. Do you mean like you can see it through his shirt or you saw no. it like coming out of his so neck? So like I have my top button unbuttoned nine out of ten times, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I don't wear a, a like a t-shirt undershirt. I wear yeah. a v-neck undershirt. Yeah. That's Ooh. fine. If I could see that, fine, whatever. But it's the scene, it's the unbuttoning until you see the shirt that okay. really bothers you. I also hate that. There you go. Thank you. Oh, right. God. Now, if it's, in, I fucked up so if it's hard intentional, 
perfectly fine. Like if I'm wearing a chambray shirt and I have a t-shirt underneath and I like decide to keep it open, yeah, that's fine. That's how it should be. I Matt, mean, I'm assuming you don't have these same feelings. I honestly have not thought Ew. this much about undershirts. You know what it made me think of? Remember, um, what was the, the cousin's name on um, Christmas Vacation? You no. know, oh, okay. Eddie. Uncle yeah, Eddie. Uncle yeah. Eddie, who was like, Eddie. you know, who was like super gross and he wore mm-hmm. like dickies and like weird shit. Like, that's what that makes me think of. Like, if I can see your undershirt, I think of him. There? See what I mean? Okay. Shitter's full. I need you to pick a number between 25 and 264 so I could ask you a question from the Kids Book of Questions by Gregory Stock, PhD. 211. 211. Thank you for being ready and not hesitating because these are inherently bullshit questions. You have no idea what any of the numbers represent. Mm -hmm. So that's why I want to thank you out loud into this microphone. 211. After being given a truth pill, you are asked to describe each person in your family. What do you say? You guys are dicks, but I love you. That's a good answer. That's a really Aww. good answer. Uh, same question. Not in the same question. Uh, I need you to pick a number between 25 and 264. 69. That's the right answer. <laughs> yeah. You're only the second person today to pick that number. Oh, Which nice. is a very big problem. Nice. Uh, clearly, that number has been taken, so you get 78. Uh, okay. <laughs> Do you ever stand up for something you thought was right, even though a lot of people got upset with you? If not... Do you think he could be strong enough to do so? Uh, yeah, definitely. You want to elaborate on that or elaborate? Um, is this a, a, a this is a hypothetical? Yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, if like someone I knew was a, accused of rape and a bunch whoa, of people, whoa, whoa, wow. let's not talk about that. No, I'm just. <laughs> Hypothetical, <laughs> out of anything to pick. You know, I on, mean, if, there, if 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 it was like you know, or like rumors of a friend being shitty. Hold or on, hold on, like hold on. That. Did you, out of any of the hypotheticals, you just went to like, <laughs> I will be a rapist defendant? No, I was gonna say take a stand against them. Oh, okay, curveball. If, if like, if there was like, you know, everyone was like, no, there was, there's every, you know, they, they didn't know what they're doing. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you going the opposite. Okay. But you can see how, from my point of view, it's I thought not that's a, well, where you, didn't let, you didn't let me finish. You reacted without letting me finish. So hypothetical question: He got to pick a D. I need you to pick a number between twenty and one sixty-nine. Uh, one sixty-seven. Perfect. One sixty-seven. So uh, all four, all three of you, all four of you actually know me, and uh, you, you understand that I like to yell things, and that's not necessarily the best trait. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm, I'm ending every segment with a reading from the world according to Mister Rogers: Important things to remember by Fred Rogers. The purpose of life is to listen to yourself, to your neighbor, to your world, and to God. And when the time comes, to respond in as helpful a way as you can find, from within and without. Wow, nice effect. Yeah, that effect was... And a good good read. We're going to keep listening to some lullabies by Jessica Risker before we bring in our next guest. So thank you to Dee. Thank you. Thank you to Matt. Read the Washington City paper. CD, follow D on Twitter at sign. D was joking. And Matt, do you want people to follow you on social media platforms? Not really. Please read the Washington <laughs> City paper and we'll be right back. <laughs> Just want to apologize for my earlier views of my earlier use of the pitch down effect, Brandon. You're right. It's corny, it's overused. And if I could take it back, I would. Did you put a pitch down on me? Oh, you didn't. No, no, no. I'm apologizing for my use of it on the previous show. Can we hear me? Oh, there I am. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, uh, we're <laughs> eight and a half hours in. Oh, my God. Tony. 
uh, we okay, so we should introduce everybody because not everyone knows who we have. Producer Jack. Jack's a wonderful man. Hi, Jack. Um, wow. Hi. I'm here still. Uh, we have a new co-host for the half hour, Andrew Bucket. Everybody. Hi, hi, everybody. I'm Andrew Bucket. Nice to meet you. We have a uh, former co-host, now guest, Allison Lane. Hi. How are you? And we have brand new guest. <laughs> Brand, brand, rebrand new to Washington D.C. Tony Ram, everybody. Tony, how are you? Hey, y'all. Tony. Tony, Tony Baloney. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, Tony. Uh, did you hear that a lot? Was that like a triggering thing for you? No, it was Tony the Tiger. That was oh. the thing. It was always that. Okay, Tony. Two things. Number one. Uh-oh. Fist away. There we go. Boop. There we go. You could move the seat. You could move the mic. I don't care. You do you. It's your life. I would never tell anybody how to live. Allison, for example, does this every single week and consistently screws up a microphone. Look at that. It's literally sinking down into her chest as we speak. <laughs> but and it's she, still a fist away from my she face. Will not so there's that. that. Okay, Tony. Uh, Tony, I met you a handful of years ago. You were living in Washington, D.C. I then was. I went to a goodbye party for you Oh. to... To travel to the big bad city of New York City. Oh my God! And now you're back in Washington. Yeah, and so you're throwing a hello party. That's, by that's what this is. Doing a radio show for many hours. This is a that's ten-hour tribute to Tony Radio Show. Tony, why are you back in Washington D.C.? I am back because I am now working at the Washington Post, covering technology policy, and, and also because I'm a masochist. Apparently. Okay, so do you think being in Washington D.C. is a good thing or a bad thing for your soul? For my soul? Yes. Oh, oh, it's dead. It's gone. Oh, okay. Did you I ever mean, have one? No uh, soul. Not that I recall. Is that because you're a fan of Philadelphia sports and you're the worst people in the world? I mean, no one oh can see God. me strangling you right now, <laughs> but trust me, I will throw punches if I have to. Did you have a good Super Bowl Sunday or was it so traumatic you will not remember it forever? Uh, traumatic, Okay. Um, but also fabulous. And I assure you that my friends who were watching the Super Bowl with me were very like confused by my wild emotion and where did you watch the big game oh some really trash bar in new york city okay so you didn't go home to philly i didn't because i wanted to actually take a train back and okay uh, i don't know if you saw what philadelphia fans did to the city yes uh, mm. it was pretty inspiring i wasn't sure what was going to be worse if they won or if they lost oh that's uh, a good point they, they, stuff was burning down yes with or without their help okay but does any part of you feel like i kind of wish i was there to help all burn it, it down all okay um andrew bucket you are not a sports fan um, I, I no, I, I don't actively follow sports. No. Allison, you are not a sports fan. Nope. That being said, I think both <laughs> of you would be so fun at a celebration party. No, I, I you know what I tell you though, I, maybe not a specifically of a team, a sports fan. I'm a fan of the idea of sport. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, like, please I don't, elaborate. Okay, so I, I, because I played sports. What did in, you play in high school? I was a football player. What? what? No, you weren't. I swear to God. No, no, no. You played a football player in a theatrical production <laughs> right, of yeah. any given Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. what were? What did you play? I played nose guard. That sounds what right. Is that? Oh, so that's the guy that faces the center on the defensive line. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so he gets the know. most concussions. I was, oh. I was small. Yeah. But I had a low center of gravity, and I was very, I was kind of stocky, right? And I was very fast, and so I would swim move on these big ridiculous, you know, gargantuans. And (laughs) I had a low center of gravity so I could tackle anybody, especially these, like, uh, sort of taller guys. And I did very well. I played varsity. How many years did you play? All four. Wow. And I was captain of the wrestling team. Wow. Hold the fucking phone here. Hold on. Okay. Isn't it insane? Yes, it absolutely is. I was also class president. 
That does not make that is not surprising in any way. And sold weed. He also that makes me <laughs> <nobody laughs> surprised. Like, <laughs> okay, did you sell weed in high school, Tony? No, no, Who works at the no, Washington Post? No, no, no. Okay. no. <laughs> oh, but uh, a sports now. fan. Okay, so I like comp, and you know what? I love the Super Bowl. Like I love. The, did you watch the big game? Yeah, watch the big game. I love the pageantry of it. I, it's like Oscar night. It's like Ugh. this great. Even if you don't care about football, you can get into the Super Bowl. Of course, of course. Don't be such a a snide dickhead. Do you know what I mean? It's like people that get uh, bent out of shape about Valentine's Day, and they're like, "Oh, it's a corporate fascist breeder fucking holiday." <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, but Columbus Day, that's fine, even though it's genocide themed." They're like, "Oh, I will take the day off and do something cute with my girlfriend in the park." <laughs> But Valentine's, <laughs> Valentine's Day, corporate breeder, fascist bullshit. Allison. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch the big game? Hell no. Andrew? I was protesting um, Colin Kaepernick and oh, yeah. uh, Justin Timberlake ruining black I guys. think Justin Timberlake uh, proceeded to protest his entire career by performing at the Super Bowl this half. He's a trash person. That's but as far as like uh, sports though, I, I did watch sports in college. I went to a huge state school. Yeah. And I, we won a some sort of championship event. I don't know. I was drunk. But I remember seeing a dumpster <laughs> on fire being shot down a hill and I was like, this is sports. Yay. So you've proven my point. You'd be the very fun person to hang out with. I am I'm a really fun person. <laughs> I'd love if Colin Kaepernick and Justin Timberlake got gay married and they could be the Timberlake Kaepernicks. Wow. Which sounds like a... <laughs> He's a real Timberlake Kaepernick. Okay. No. Uh, okay. no. Number, number one, no. Number two, where did you watch the big game? Were uh, you in a trash bar in New York City? I went to a pretty bad Super Bowl party, to be honest. Who, who organized it? Was it somebody that was not want to name about sports? I don't want to name names. Could we just say if they care about sports? Yeah, they do. Okay, time. they do care They're about sports. They're from Texas, big time care about sports. Yeah. Mm. Um, bad what? food. Oh, and there I was going to go that And there was this guy at the party who took his shoes off and then rolled his socks down all the way to the toes. So just his toes were covered by socks, filthy white socks, and then had them up on the coffee table where snacks Okay. Were. That's nasty. It yes. was hor- the That's most hor- very nasty. Most horrifying thing I've ever seen. I would I mean Ooh. it's not Did he have hairy feet? <laughs> hold on, hold on. To be fair, I'm not saying this is appropriate behavior in any way. Uh-huh. I just want to point out this is in Washington, DC. Uh-huh. There was a monsoon oh. that night. <laughs> so it, uh, my feet were soaked as well. I actually brought a was change. Was it you? You nasty. It was not me. I would never do that. The um. one thing you defended right now was nasty socks. No, no. I'm not done talking. I'm not done talking. <laughs> I brought an extra pair of socks to change into because I knew it was so much, there was so much rain that this is disgusting. I can't wear the same pair of socks for a four-hour game. Mm. Do you think the rain had anything to do with this disgusting man rolling up his socks like this? Well, the, the other detail I left out is he was wearing an entirely yellow sweatsuit. So I think this is the kind of guy. Wait, you? Why did you leave that detail out and not lead with that? What party was? This? Thank you. Like I said, it was a bad. A bad. Is this so person invited to other parties? I hope not. Do I you ha- know? Would you hang out with yellow sweatsuit again? Never again. Where no. can I get a yellow sweatsuit? I would say dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> is any part of you glad you're back in Washington D.C., Tony? Yes. Okay. What is that part of you? How much uh, percentages? Well, I'm here with all of you. Okay. This is a temporary thing. You will go home oh. sooner or later. <laughs> you will leave the Line Hotel in beautiful Adams Morgan, D.C. Jack, I think I plugged the hotel every single show. Yep. Damn right I did. Uh, you're listening full to service radio. Uh, full almost service radio. Every, almost on. every show. Come on. Come on. Okay. So, uh, 
Are you, okay, percentage wise, are you glad to be back? One hundred percent is the most glad to be back. I am. I I am glad to be back. Although I was thinking about this last night as as I was heading home. Even just in a year and a half, the city has changed so much. Like the beautiful Line Hotel opened up in Adams Morgan oh, and the full service <laughs> radius here? Twice. We get two free drinks for that. And so, like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's very different. This hotel wasn't here. Yeah. Um, even chunks of U Street uh, weren't there. Southwest, where I lived many years ago, I don't have, I have no idea what the, hell, what the heck's going on in Southwest. Yeah, have you been to the wharf? Um, I, I have not. I've passed the wharf. Okay. Uh, I was confused as to where I was because it looks nothing like... Um, even just what it looked like a year and a half ago. Yeah. And that's not a lot of time. No, it's not. It, um, it, are things moving too drastically in Washington, D.C.? I know it's a very vague question, but you're brand new but old. You, very old. You've been, <laughs> you're an ancient man. You've been here a minute. You kind of want to get the hell out. You've been here the longest? I've been here... T- it'll- I've been here for almost 10 years. Okay, so there's going to be four different perspectives. Do you think it's moving too fast, Tony? Oh, I can't. I can't wager that. I, I'm, I'm just surprised. Surprised is the word I would use. Allison? I wouldn't, like, question the quickness, but I would say the quality. What is it lacking? Uh, people who York. actually give a fuck about it. People that give a fuck about it. Okay. Andrew? What's it lacking? Sure, let's go with lacking. Uh, well, there's a, there's a big sense... Now, okay. When I first started hanging out here, all of the development, especially in nightlife and in like the sort of cultural scene, there were people that were building it, and now everything is already built, and so people are coming and they're. I think there was a period in DC where it was like there was so much void, culturally and nightlife wise, or even with the the bar scene or doing shows, comedy, like whatever music. There was a lot of space to fill, and so people had sort of... But now you would come here... I don't know if artists would even be attracted to coming here because it's not... There's not uh, an, like a cheap kind of affordable place yeah, to do things. Yeah, it's expensive as fuck. Well, and then back then, people felt invested in things because they were contributing, right? But now you come here and you just get to... It's like going to Disneyland. You just get to walk through all the amusements that are already set up for you. Mm-hmm. So it's like now... I, I, I imagine it would be very difficult to like come here and feel like your presence is even needed it seems like uh, we know. You know, it seems like things are things are set up already and so there's less of a, uh, uh, a DIY kind of thing I, I think that's an interesting point I've never thought of that I think you're 100% right I think Tony you might have an interesting perspective because you went to AU when there wasn't all the stuff that Andrew's referring to uh, if you were a college kid now, would you enjoy this city more, or would you just would you be even more put off because it's so expensive? Oh, well, that's a hard question because I didn't enjoy the city in college. Uh, I sort of found it wildly unfriendly. Okay, uh, I didn't. I work in politics sort of now, and I I found it a complete turnoff when I was a student here. You went to AU. Um, I did. I I did. I was a foreign policy nerd at the time, and this was the place to be, but. The goal was to not stay here. It was. But how are you going to study foreign policy at AU and not plan to be here? Where, because like, you're else? going to be because you're going to be a um, uh, you're going to either be a foreign correspondent if I had done it in journalism, or you're okay. going to be uh, at the State Department working abroad. That, okay. that was sort of the okay. thought there. Um, so uh, what would I tell people in terms of whether it's expensive? Uh, I just came from New York, so this is still cheaper, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dealing with. But you're and, from mm, Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cheap as. Uh, considerably cheaper than it is here um and to your point about artistry a lot of my artist friends have moved 
to Philadelphia specifically because um, it is cheaper and they feel that they have the room to experiment and so forth. Would you ever want to live in Philadelphia? Oh, uh, yes. Oh, really? I would love to live in a place that has a sports team that's won a Super Bowl. The Redskins have won four. Oh, I don't care. Okay. I don't care. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Is football your favorite sport? Yes. Why? Why? Yeah. I mean, it was mine for a long time, but, you know, uh, CT oh, is, no. is a thing. Oh, no. Why are you yeah. saying, oh, no? Because it means I have to confront the fact that it's a very difficult it's, sport to like. It's the worst <laughs> sport to like, and it's also the hardest to maintain uh, interest. Yes. And I, I do wonder a decade from now Yes, what that looks like. Much in the same way, I wonder what a decade from now the city looks like. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I could promise you two things. The Redskins won't be playing in Washington, D.C. in a decade. Probably so not. that's one thing. Number two, Bucket. When you were playing high school football, I think it's fair to say no one thought that getting your bell rung was going to be a lifelong thing. Well, just the words that you just used, getting your bell rung, yeah. was a... It was common phrase, It was a real cute way to refer to a minor concussion. Yeah. And that, I mean, yeah, no one thought twice about it. You no. play, it, it was like a, like, a, like a badge of honor mm-hmm. to be injured. Yep. Do you know what I mean? It was like, oh, he's a, t- he's a tough cookie. Isn't yeah. He? Like, <laughs> no, I played, and like that was what you did. You walked it off, and you rubbed some dirt on your skull. You what did you play? Did you play I played sports? quarterback. Yeah. Ooh. He's a, a quarterback course, or cornerback. You, you think I'm fast enough to play cornerback? I don't know what I'm loud and demanding are. enough that, to play quarterback. Oh, you're the screamy guy. I've, yeah. You, you played quarterback because you didn't want anyone else, anyone else to be in charge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> We're gonna run this like a shitty talk show. It's <laughs> so funny because I just did a, a 15 minute interview about you before I oh, came really? here. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I just I was at uh, Chris Kelly's apartment doing an interview about you Damn right before you I came to do your show. So I was very effusive and uh, literary with my responses, but now I'm here and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what I just talked this about. This fucking job. Brandon has to be in charge of everything. And, like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, would you let your children play if you had children? I'm not having children. Are you kidding me? So you don't care. Do you think that if it was different, if you were going to breed or have a, a child in any no. way? No, I would not. It, okay, you would not let them play. No. But you have no qualms about watching on Sundays. Well, qualms is different than not watching it, right? So like, I, I feel a great deal of guilt as I watch it. Enough to not watch it or to do anything about it? Uh... No. Uh, no, no. Okay, you went to AU. That's, that's I went wrong. to DePaul. We did not have a football team. You do we did not, not have a football team. We did not. Because of that, it's easier to not care about college football. Yes. Okay. I, there, there are a lot of issues there as well. You went to a college that definitely had a football team. A very large football team. Andrew, where'd you go? I went to Maryland. Which has a football team. Yeah. Another issue. So it's, it, it was it's the bane of my existence. The, the football team was. Oh, yeah. Why? Because they do this thing at Maryland where you have a parking space, but if you are like a new student, your parking space is in like no man's land, which okay. is way, it's just out in the farthest reaches of the campus. And if there's a football game, they need that parking for people that are going to the game. So they will straight up tow your car to another parking lot and charge you $50 just because you didn't move your car about a football game. And then you can always send an email that says, I refuse to pay this and they'll dismiss it. But the idea that they would even... So every week that there was a football game, I, would, I wasn't going to go on a 20-minute walk to move my car. So then, they would, then I would have to send an email, hi, I refuse to pay this ticket for you towing my car so that you, you, you could all... And by the way, at Maryland... Look, it's 30,000 kids. They're all dum-dums. Oh. <coughs> I, and... You know what? Thank you, because you're the, the fourth person to talk about a college 
you're the first person to say it wasn't a good college. So thank you for doing this. Uh, I'm being completely sincere. Everyone's been way too complimentary to the people that they still owe bills to. So fuck that. <laughs> no, fuck them all. They're all horrible unless they give me money. I will say this, but you were putting this question, would I let my kids play football? Yes. No, I don't think so. Okay. But I would let them do wrestling. Because there's not as many concussions. There's no. very few concussions. Also, I think philosophically, the two sports, uh, there's like a... In wrestling, you're, you're an individual athlete at, that's a part of a team. So you get your time to go out and do your own special personal time. Okay. Right? But on a football team, you're it's like militaristic. You're like part of, like, all of us become one, right? It's a I unit. Think it's, it's an idea it's of about, a it's unit. War. It's war. It's about war and, and fucking... Uh, it's kind of sick. But what wrestling does is it makes lets you be an individual while also being part of a team. And so it's... Do you know what I mean? I in, completely understand Individualism. What you mean. I understand that. I think there's this new sort of weird thing in our current climate of trying to get people to stop being individuals. So as a sport... What encourages individualism is this. So be on a team, but get your time to shine. Whereas a football, sometimes you're just a cog in the wheel. Sometimes you're just a lineman, right? Okay. What's a lineman if not a poor person on the front lines of a war? Oh. Mm. You understand? Wow, man. Howard's in <laughs> Am order. Am I taking okay. it there? Yeah. yeah. You've really opened up some binds here. Uh, let's rank the sports. Uh, do you want to rank the sports or no? Uh, we'll go around. We've been ranking fast food all day. The clear consensus <laughs> is Taco Bell's the best. It is the best. What? Yeah, Taco Bell's what number one. What happened in my absence here? It has nothing to do with you. <laughs> it has everything to do with me. Taco Bell's the best. What's your number one fast food? Number one fast food? Fast oh. casual counts too, so if you want to uh, include Chipotle and all that uh, shit. Uh, it's not well, shit. I mean, it is. I mean, here? It's garbage. No, no, no. no. Anywhere. Anywhere Earth. in the country. It's got, no, it's got to be U.S. because we didn't really... I'm, I'm still angry that Shop House is closed. We, I like Shop House, too. This is I'm the second time really Shop House has come angry up. Was that your number one? It gave me gastric distress. <laughs> it would have broken my top five if it was still around. Mm, is it my number one? I don't know, but it's definitely up there, and I'm very angry about its absence. Think about your number one. We're okay. going to rank sports. Allison's going to start, then Andrew, then you, and we're going to go in a circle until we hit top five, okay? Mm-hmm. You think about your fast food, too, because we're going to revisit that. Allison, number one sport, go. Curling. Curling, I like it. Andrew. Uh, figure skating. Ooh, figure skating. Uh, football. Football, okay. NBA basketball is number one for me because yeah, that's clearly the best sport. Obviously. It's also the future of sport. Also, it's the sport with the least amount of concussions but the most amount of physicality. Moving on, number two. Speed walking. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Andrew Bucket, number two. Tennis. Tennis. Baseball. Number two is drag race. That is the second best sport oh, of all time. That's soccer. Soccer. That soccer. Been, soccer. That would have been second if I could do it. You can always do it. You can do whatever you ah. want. It's it's a, it's a talk show. It doesn't mean anything. Number three, go. NASCAR. Ooh. I'm in. I'm in. And the I, only reason I'm saying NASCAR is because it obviously sucks. Also, uh, <laughs> I I just found out that there is a black female owner of a NASCAR sports team, and uh, there are now two black NASCAR racers, and one of them is a woman. Okay, so NASCAR is a legit great sport. I watched it last week in West Virginia. <laughs> By the way, yeah, another one. Okay, number three. <laughs> uh, Archery. Ooh. Mm. Well, then I'm just going to play games and say drag race. Yeah, drag race. Number three is Top Chef. Number four. Okay, go. <laughs> um, axe throwing. Ooh, four is fun for mm-hmm. you. Uh, go oh God. Boxing. Boxing. Fast. So you like the most CTE. Oh, well, I guess so. Yeah. God. I just <laughs> yeah. hoisted on my own petard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number great, four. Great British Baking Show. Great British Bake Off. Okay, number four is clearly... Oh, oh I didn't know we could... Right. Oh, number four is clearly professional wrestling. Number five. I know what? I'm going to go with wrestling. There it is. Number five. So we got two wrestlings on the board. 
I, I'll say wrestling, yeah. All right, we got three. I'm only saying wrestling because right. you're actually holding me in a chokehold right. right now, but That's nobody right. can see it. Yeah. And number five is the NHL, and if uh, the Blackhawks weren't super racist, it would be number one, but they're super racist, so they got dropped down to number five. Those are the top five sports. Jack, do you disagree or agree? I agree. I was going to say pro wrestling as well on, on five. fucking right it is. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Pro wrestling encourages individuality and getting abs. And being cool because they grant lots of make-a-wishes to kids. A lot of checks on my list there. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Isn't that nice? What do you think of uh, international superstar John Cena and or The Rock? He's so funny. Those are in, two different people. Are they, though? In uh, you never see them together, that's so right. they might be the same guy. John Cena in Sisters. Did you see He was good. Oh, he's he was so good. Fun. And he's good. I think he might have that uh, John Hamm thing. Oh, he's got it. Oh, oh. that's a fun buddy comedy. John Hamm and John, John Cena, Cena. Dear Johns. <laughs> Come on. That's good. Come on. That's pretty good. Spelled C-U-M. Tony, what do you think about John, <laughs> John Cena, oh, international superstar? Jack, don't ever all man me again. I'll punch through the fucking window. He got his soundboard back because it was that song <laughs> earlier today, so now he's like super happy to use Hilarious. it. Hilarious. Okay, uh, what are your thoughts on international superstar John Cena? I, I, I don't know if I have thoughts on him. You should. He, he is the all-time uh, uh, make-a-wish make granter. Fabulous. He's, he's granted the most make-a-wishes. Has he really? He has. Over 600, I think. Huh. He's a, he is a, That's he's a, a lot of kids with cancer. So, cool. It's so depressing. Yeah. I interviewed him for our uh, show that Chris Kelly and I do called The Great American Bash, and I've never met a man more on point that will clearly not give you anything you want. What did he smell like? Uh, what? <laughs> a very gentle lotion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not overpowering, didn't wear any uh, perfume, because he was dealing with children. He was reading Ferdinand, Aww. the book to children at the Library of Congress. That's so he so just thoughtful. had like a very... Like a nice gentle scent. Yeah, it smelled just like, I guess, a I, light lemon scent. I, I, I lovely it would smell like, exactly. like, a, like a sandalwood. Yes, yeah, sandalwood or you know lavender, I mean? like but like very like really subtle. subtle. That's right, because there's kids, there's allergies, you don't want to fuck up the kids, but at the same time, you're John Cena... You have to be on the Tonight Show that night. You have to wear a scent. Do you not think of what people smell like when you look at them? No, no. I mean, uh, yes, I do. I think of that all the time. Like that's I almost not, my first. I was, I was not thinking of like soft cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, John? Disgusting. What would you have thought John Cena smells like? Like a bad locker room. Oh no, never. Ex- no, ex- he looks like he smells good. No, yeah, he does smell good. You're both wrong. Oh. He does not smell like Axe body spray. <laughs> no, I mean, that's what he looks like. He that's smells. what I think. That, He's yeah. too rich to smell, smell like Axe body, axe body spray. spray. does not smell like money. Hey, did but you guys wear... does. <laughs> what, was your, um, what was your high school fragrance? Oh, good question. Uh, oh, I know. I have a junior high and high school fragrance. Allison, I want to hear yours. They're, they're, when I those figured are out di- what... Okay, t- two categories, of by course. the way. Uh, yeah. Go, go tell me high school first. High school was some slutty scent from uh, oh, yeah. uh, Victoria's Secret. It smelled like candy. That's me now. And some like some other hoe shit. It was very, very slutty. Like I, I smelled like just candy and like porn star. Uh-huh. <coughs> like a like a stripper fragrance. Just total stripper baby. Okay. It was fantastic. But when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. it was that country apple shit from uh <laughs> wow. Bath and Beyond. Oh my god. Because some bitch that country apple was really cool. That's what she smelled like. And I was like, well, shit, if this is what white people smell like and everybody likes that, then I should smell like that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the first ever race-based scent conversation. I've oh, my God. I was of. in middle school. I was very impressionable. I didn't know I was cool. Tony, <laughs> did you have a junior high scent? I did. What is it? Oh, my God. I was, I was one of those terrible people who thought that that, like, oh, what was it even called? It was a really bad Abercrombie and Fitch 
like cologne <laughs> thing yes. that like could burn someone's nose yes. out mm-hmm. and like you know it like if, if you've been in a mall in your lifetime you know what it is well they, and, uh, they mix it with the mop water and they mop the whole store with the cologne in the water That's no why. way it's appropriate yep. for me to have been wearing Hold trash on, I can't tell if you're making shit up anymore no I knew a girl that worked at Abercrombie she told me once again, I still don't know if this is yeah. true. We cannot verify this. Did you have a high school scent? I think I, 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 I think I wore it for a long time. Oh, so that was your junior high and high I think, school scent. I think scent. that maybe it took me a while to figure. Is out. it still your scent? <laughs> I don't think so, but you can. What do you wear now? To, well, do you I don't wear, really anything? wear anything now? Okay, no, 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 no. that's good. That's no. fine. That's fine. Andrew Bucket, do you have a current scent? What was your junior high scent? I want to know your high school scent. Okay, so starting in junior high, there was this whole thing. It was Polo Sport. Of course. Oh. Classics. Nautica. Yep. I'm in. Okay. The original Tommy Hilfiger cologne. Yep. I'm in. <laughs> and then, obviously, Dracar Noir. Oh, so you're like going old school classic scent. <laughs> this was musky, trying to smell like an adult man. Yeah. But you're... Did you go to junior high dances? Oh, yeah. Is it fair to say you were the most popular man at the junior high dance? I won a, That's fe- right. I won a few dance-offs. That's right. I'm That's not right. kidding. I'm not joking. Okay, high school uh, sense. Same. High school got a little more advanced. Um, oh. My dad got this cologne from Jay Peterman catalog called 1903. Hold on. I thought the Jay Peterman catalog was a fictional device in no, the it's real. That's a real. Seinfeld. That's a real thing. Seriously? Yeah. That was how that bit came about in Seinfeld is they would have the Jay Peterman catalog delivered to the writing offices, and they would just make fun of it all the time, and they were like, we should make... They sh- we should make this a character, Jay Peterman. Okay. Whatever. My dad got this <laughs> completely made-up bullshit cologne from Jay Peterman called 1903 where they said that some guy found a bottle of cologne in, like, a like a market in Marrakesh that just said 1903, and they had it tested in a lab to figure out how to make it, and this is the recreation of 1903. I love the narrative. So you are 1903? I know, but what's, what's really funny is that my dad still has just a little bit of it left, and so they, don't, they, it don't, they don't sell it anymore in Jay Peterman, You're so maybe he could have it sent, it, to, it sent to a lab. And then <laughs> uh, mine are classic scents, and one of them currently smells like the men's bathroom at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan really? in Washington, D.C. Junior high was CK1. Three times. <laughs> uh, CK1 currently smells like the men's bathroom. Oh, I wore that too. Yeah. And then uh, high school was Clinique's Happy. Oh. oh, wow. So both were unisex smells. Did anybody else use... I was Calvin Klein Eternity in junior high. and then oh, yeah. I, Lots of friends. Is that the blue bottle? No, it was like kind of greenish. Okay. Like... But yeah. also what was that blue shit that those, the guys used to wear? It was something. It was like Is aqua a, something. The worst one was Curve. I don't know if anybody remembers aqua that. Aqua Digio. Aqua Digio. Was it? It smelled like yeah. Yeah. The one that it I now wear. smells like uh, cool like somebody who cool water. Cool water. Cool water. Cool water. Yeah. There was a dude yeah. that because of Snoop Dogg. Yeah. All right. So Tony, we're gonna end this uh, interview oh. with a question from the Kids Book of Questions by Gregory Stock, PhD. Uh-oh. Oh, keep in mind this is a book for children. I need you to pick a number between twenty-five and two sixty-four. Uh, 261. 261. Fantastic. I'm hate this, aren't I? No, you're not. 261's been taken. You get 262. What? What is the most unfair How thing... How is that the one that's taken? Oh. What is the most unfair thing about the way your family is run? Uh. Wow. Uh. The most unfair thing? The most unfair thing. Oh, my God. You could lie. I don't even... I don't. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm from Philadelphia. I have to do with Philadelphians for a living. <laughs> Let's go to a, a little easier one, less familiar. If you had the power to choose someone and always be able to read his or her mind, 
Who would you pick? You, Brandon. That's boring. Here you go. That's for you to keep. <laughs> and because I'm a loud, abrasive man, and that's not a good thing to sustain 10 hours of radio. Sure, man. <laughs> we're going to end this segment like we've been ending every segment with a reading from the world according to Mr. Rogers, Important Things to Remember by Fred Rogers. So, Tony, I need you to pick a number between 30 and 150. Not 261. Uh, 149. 149. Is that your birthday? <laughs> It's my age. Oh. <laughs> this is from the chapter, We Are All Neighbors. Jane Adams, writing about her 20 years at Hull House, said, People did not want to hear about simple things. They wanted to hear about great things, simply told. That's nice. I think that's what we did tonight. I think that's what we did with you, Tony. I feel changed. Uh, if people want to read your work, they can go to the local website, WashingtonPost.com. Or just find the closest dumpster. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a pet project of uh, Amazon's Jeff Bezos, everybody. So uh, we're going to close this hour with a song by Deadbeat. Uh, I want to listen to Empty Life. Is that okay with you, Jack? Fantastic. So this is uh, Jessica Ripped Risker with Empty Life. Uh, if you're listening to the marathon, we'll be coming right back. If not, download the next show tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful night. Floating in space